0: Welcome to Command Center, Saturday night special live. We are here, what's this called, Marble 21, right? Marble 21. We are at Marble 21 at the Commanders Fan Rally, and clearly we are having a good time. We are catching vibes here. Man, there are fans from England that flew yeah. all the way from England to Seattle to come yeah. watch the Commanders play. Yeah. And of course, they're here to see two legends. I'm Brian Cobra Jr. here with Mr. 189 They live a lot of most of them. Man, I told you somebody from England is here. Oh, flew man. from England, his fourth game of the season. And we got Super Bowl champion Brian Mitchell here on the show. Now, fellas, y'all been here done this before. Yeah. Seattle, I know y'all got some big memories here. B. Mitchell, I'm going to start with you. What comes to mind when you think of playing in Seattle?
1: Uh, so I you, you know the name, Twan Russell? Oh, yes. Twan Russell. We were playing Old here. Hurricane. I'm the up back. Twan is a linebacker. Mm-hmm. And they know I took every opportunity I could to knock the hell out of somebody. <laughs> I hit a guy, he lands on Twan's leg, breaks his leg.
2: Lord <laughs> have mercy. So that's, that's so, the fun memory, that's right that's there.
1: That's the best memory. You <laughs> that's my memory. Like here because I knocked him out of the game, and he missed the rest. I think like six, seven, eight more weeks. Yeah. And I think then he got released from here and went somewhere else. Wow. And then he, uh, he every time I see him, he's you messed my leg up now. <laughs> That's <crazy. laughs> I hit the dude. I didn't hit you. <laughs>
0: hey, you Good football. Good for the team. Now, before we get to your memory, Santana, because I know you actually have some real battles yeah. here against yeah. these Seattle teams, we're going to get into a sponsor right now. Now, this is brought to you by Northwest Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Washington Commanders. Northwest yes, is celebrating indeed. game day and they get Commanders fans with a $400 bonus. That's right, $400. $400 bonus when you open your first ever check If you open a check account, maybe you can um, offer you I might have to cut your read off Now, now check this out though y'all gotta open it before november 30th so do not wait visit northwest slash washington to find out how you can score that 400 bonus with your new checking account stop searching and go northwest now that we pay some bills you know what comes to mind when you think of this seattle i mean you were playing the richard Shermans, the earl thomases yeah what comes to mind when you think about seattle
2: i got a lot of memories um I ain't talking about the ones when we went up here and we we came out without a victory. Uh, So I I will talk about some of the good ones. Yeah, I think, no, you know what, regardless of what happened in the game, I think my most fondest memory, and I had some good games here, Um, the year that Sean left us, we came up here in the playoffs, and I remember throwing up the 2-1 when I scored. And it's crazy because like that picture is one of the pictures that I see a lot. Yeah. When Like in Seattle, I mean, if you look at just the stadium behind me, the moment, like I didn't have that in my head when I was going, going, yeah, through that, yeah. going through that play, but when I got in that end zone, you know how it is, like folks have dances. I never have a dance, I normally spin the ball, but Sean was on my, he was on my heart heavy. And I was just thinking about him and I just wanted to throw the two one up. And when I look back at that picture, all those memories just come back of just yeah. that year. The stuff we went up, you know, we went through yeah. the ups and the downs. And then even though we lost that game, it was a, um, a great moment to be able to share with him. Because, like, I told, I told folks, this is weird. Might be weird to folks, but it wasn't weird to me. Um, me, Sean, and Porters had a little pack. And before the games, we were meeting the tunnel. And it wasn't like we planned to do this. Yeah. It was from Miami. The things that we did in the yeah. tunnel, coming out in the smoke. And we would just all up, we was, we would all end up last in the tunnel. And it was like, how you knew I was gonna be here? And like, <laughs> and, and for the whole season from, from when I first got here and all, all went to Sean left, we would do the same thing. And when the games got critical, Sean would come to us, let's go. Playing through you offensively, play through yeah. me defensively. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when he left us, that was the first thing I thought of. I'm like, man, I'm gonna play through, I, I want him to play through me. And I used to talk to him. And I remember being in critical moments of the game. I used to be like, look, man, I know you're up there. Come play through me. Hey, man. Let me be special. You know dang, what I mean? Dang. I'm going to be special, but I want you to help me be. Yep. So that was my moment to share with him, like, hey, man, I'm here. I'm being special for you. Wow. So that's
0: one of my fondest memories. That's so fire, man. We appreciate you sharing that with us, yeah. man. That's a beautiful moment. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, Commander's family, we want you to share with us, so we want to hear from you. Now, I got the laptop out right now. Normally, y'all say I don't have nothing here, but I have the laptop out because I am looking for your guys' questions. I'm going to ask these guys live oh, on air. Shit. So we're going to do left hand up like we normally do on Game Day Live. We're going to do left hand up here for Saturday Night Special. So what I need you to do is put hashtag left hand up that's hashtag left hand up to have your questions read by these amazing gentlemen right here now fellas we got a big one yes going against the seahawks yes, we're, in, we're in you know familiar territory with our commander's yeah. family but however we are in enemy territory tomorrow we talked about sam Howe having to go up against a guy like bill belichick right a mind like bill belichick and the battle that that was Pete carroll's right cut from that same cloth yes. he's from that coaching staff right he's from that coaching tree what do you think Sam Howell has to do to be able to get the one-up on Pete Carroll like he did Bill Belichick?
1: Well, I don't think he has to worry about nothing that Pete is doing. Just like he didn't worry about anything that Bill was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam has to go out there and just keep building on his resume, mm-hmm. the things he's been doing. When they, they played very well against the Eagles, but they lost. And Eric said all he did was entertain some people. Then he came back against Bill Belichick, and he had a play he wished he didn't have when he threw an interception. Yeah. But they won. Now he can go out there and play a game as well as he did in those two and don't have one of those mistakes. Yeah. Just keep building on your legacy. Right now that dude is doing some unbelievable things where he's second in the league in passing yards. Yeah. He's first over the last five weeks. Mm-hmm. He's first in touchdowns thrown over the last five weeks. He's taking the sacks total down. Just keep building on what he needs to do and not worry about yep. anybody else. Yeah. I think Sam Howe is a guy in a position right now Well, we had a guy on our show the other day, he said he is in the position to be the best day two quarterback since Tom Brady. Wow. And Kirk Cousins has played well for a long time. Fitzpatrick did a lot of stuff.
0: Derek Carr. You know,
1: all these guys. But if Sam can be right behind Kirk Cousins. I think they hit one
0: there. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you you talked about that a lot, too, with that Bill Belichick test. What do you expect to see from Sam against Seattle for his first go-round? I mean, be Michigan dead on the head. I think you don't have to worry about
2: what the opposing team going to bring to you. Like, you know, I went into games, and I never thought about what they was doing. Yeah. And that was one of my weird ways of handling the week. You know, everybody say, man, what you watched on film? I didn't really watch them that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But... <laughs> But I will watch the different things that the, collectively they did. Yeah. yeah. But I care the less about the guy in front of me because I feel like I want him to surprise me. Yeah. I don't want to come in the game like, Whoo, I'm playing against Holyfield, I'm playing against Mike Tyson. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, I want that guy to be like a surprise. So now I can react on the run mm-hmm. instead of being sitting in the game or before the game questioning what he's going to do. That's going to hinder me. You understand? So with Sam, as a young guy evolving in this game, I believe that, that's what's going on right now with him. Now don't get me wrong, quarterbacks watch a lot of film. And now the things that we heard, we, 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 we chirped at him about early in the season, yeah. you are starting to see it, you know, uh, I guess you could say less of. Yeah. We don't see as much of what we saw earlier because now he's understanding a little more, it's slowing down a little more, yeah. he's communicating a little more. Some of the things that he wasn't doing earlier They say, okay, take the training wheels off. You can do that now. There you go. He making checks. Yep. He getting reads. Yep. So when you see that, that maturity, you understand that, okay, he understand how to play ball now. Yeah. So I don't don't necessarily worry about who who his opponent is, the coach's mindset of how he's going to attack him. I just worry that Sam is right now maturing in front of our eyes. And he understand the game is real. It's getting slower to him. Mm-hmm. So as long as he allow it to still play the way he's been playing the last few weeks, he can go dominate. Yeah. And half of the reason why he's dominating is because one, E.B. has put him in great situations, and the offensive line. After that Giants game. That offensive line got checked. You can't yeah. tell me they yeah. didn't. <laughs> yeah.
1: They got changed. They got, got, right. <laughs> they got changed,
2: too. We already know that. We, that's evidence, right? We saw that. But they somebody said something to somebody because the things that was going on before leading up to that game and it got worse in that game, you haven't seen it since. Yeah. And I'm not sure if it's just because CP's in there and Larson's in there. Who knows? That might be the reason. But something happened. So... Well, whatever happened, I'm, I'm pleased to say that hey, I'm glad they got on got on the right page,
0: yeah. and now you see things moving forward. Yeah. And, and to you all point, right? Let's really dive into what, what he's doing right now, what Sam Howell's doing. New quarterback, this is really his first year starting. Yeah. Brand new offense. Line woes get sacked a lot. So let's look at this real quick, because we talked about those numbers. We missed all of those numbers. He has more passing yards than Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. He has more yards per attempt than Joe Burrow. He has more passing touchdowns than Jared Goff. Has more passing first downs than Dak Prescott and more 20-yard completions than Josh Allen. So you might not know, like, but when you hear those names, those yeah. are some elite guys. That's yeah. elite company yeah. he is in. Now, actually, while we're talking about Sam Howell, we have our first left-hand-up question, right? So All I'm gonna right. throw this to you, Beam. This is about Sam Howell. It says, "What does Sam need that could make him even better?" This is from Let Me Know 001. What does Sam need that could make him even better? You
1: heard those numbers, All right. Let's hear it. Well, I'll say this. What he needs is an offensive line to block like they've been blocking. But then on top of that, you heard the, sh- the, the show on Friday. Yeah. My guy, Jeff, puts a song out there. Oh, the yeah. Week, yeah. And he spelled the consistency. word consistency. <laughs> That's what Sam needs because. One time for Jeff. See, this is the thing about stats. You can throw stats up and make them look good. Man. Yeah. But all those other guys, they have consistency. Mm-hmm. Sam has to work on being able to do that Yeah. yeah. next year. Next game, next quarter, next play. Like these guys have been doing for the last four, five, six years. You know, I think ultimately where we always like to take what a guy is doing now. When you begin to do that, you know what teams do now? They don't just go play the game against you. They really focus on you. And they try to take away what you love doing. So he's going to have to work on consistency. And on top of it, also, figure out what you're showing other teams because they're going to watch you, and they're going to begin to operate based off of what you do well. Mm -hmm. And they're going to look for your tendencies. Now you got to figure out a way to throw them a curveball every once in a while. Throw them a little smoke screen. So I think that's the ultimate thing. But I can tell you this, I'm tough on people. I don't just give everybody credit. But I watch this dude, and from week to week, he changes stuff. Mm -hmm. He doesn't get overwhelmed by things. Yeah. So I am thrilled to watch him grow. I want to see what he can do because I believe he has what it takes inside of him. Yeah. Now he got to go there and dedicate himself like a Tom Brady. Yeah. Always there, always working to make sure you bring everything you have in you onto the, play, the playing field. You want to add to that, Tanner? Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things
2: that comp, he keeps dropping jewels that I can't. You know, up him on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, consistency is key. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of the things you saw this year from from day one. When he wasn't consistent or when he wasn't doing some of the things that we saw the first game, he corrected it, you know, the next game. Mm-hmm. And the last few weeks, he's been on the road. Yeah. Almost two or three weeks in a row. Yes, so yes. now you're starting to see a little more consistent play. Um, I'm one of those guys, man. I don't like pressing, you know, and like a lot of folks press. Quarterbacks press. You know, I've been a, I've been, a, I play a lot of quarterbacks, and when they're not <laughs> on, they're going to press to get on. That's why I never harped at quarterbacks and told them, look, I'm, I'm open. I feel like if I had to tell a quarterback that, he's going to press to get me the ball. Right, right. And when I'm not open, he's going to force it, and then something yep. bad going to happen. So I think he needs to continue to see the field the way he's seeing it. You understand? Let things – kind of play the way they've been playing because I've seen a little more consistent play. And that's all you can ask for. Yeah. And from there, you will see them add a little more. Like as a player, um, like every year I want to get better. So if I had a hard time of getting off a of press, then I'm like, okay, this year I want, I mean, oh, or, or every week. right, right. I want to get off a of press better this week. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I corrected that. If I had a hard time at my the top of my route, Okay, I want to get better at that. So as a quarterback, I'm pretty sure that stuff going on with him. I want to read it better. I want to see the field cooking. I want to get the ball out of my hand. You've seen all the things that we talked about throughout this season. Yeah. He's corrected. Yeah. So what that tells you? He's he understands. Yep, he's yep. getting better. You feel <laughs> me? So that's all he needs to do. Continue yeah. to see the game the way yeah. we're seeing it, yep. the way he's seeing it, and continue to grow, get it better. Before you know it, the question going to be like, <laughs> Is Sam Howe the one of the elites because yes. he's doing all this stuff in year one? Right. I understand he played, he was, he's a. this is the second year, but it's still year one. You understand? This it's still year one. So eventually we're gonna be talking a different talk about this guy because he's showing us that he's checking every box. Right,
0: right. And, and I
1: think go. another thing, and this is about the people that are going throw the stats out there. Sam Howe, two weeks ago, was still in the top five passing yards in the league when he did when he had a horrible game. Yeah. Nobody put those stats Nobody out there. said nothing about it. And Sam, I want to understand, like I try to tell a lot of fans. The people that's putting the stats out, they're not doing it for you. Yeah. They're doing it act like they knew more than somebody yeah. else. Yeah. Look like this, like this. He was like number three of two three weeks ago when he had the horrible game yeah. where they would say break Jacobian. Yeah. So the people that always want to act like, oh I'm always on your back, no you're not. Because you had the stats then, and you didn't put them out. So learn this. People are going to always try to get shine off of what you do. Keep doing what you do and don't worry about the shots. Don't worry about those stats. Yeah. Yeah. Just keep doing it, guess what? They live
0: up to it. Right. And I think something that y'all give really interesting perspective on is because y'all been in these locker rooms. Y'all have seen multiple quarterbacks develop. Especially you, Tanner, right? You're in that receiver room. You said you played against a lot of quarterbacks. You played with yeah. a lot of quarterbacks. Like you said, this is Sam Howell's year one. Compared to what you've seen throughout your career, how is Sam progressing in this first year with this new offense? Man, are you comfortable with what you've seen so far from Sam? Yeah. I mean,
2: like, you know, it's so crazy because... So, two guys stand out to me when we were talking about a young guy, and it's R.G. and Kirk Cousins. R.G. was on a level. It's 2012 season. It was like, it was like, it was unreal. But (laughs) when you really watch the game and you slow it down and you watch the play-by-play, the things that he did that he shouldn't have done, it worked because they hadn't seen it yet. You understand? Yeah. People didn't, they were so scared of what he can do with his legs. When he threw the ball, even if he made the wrong read, we made him right. Right. And when you're on fire, you're on fire. But that's one thing about the NFL. They sit there and just watch you. They collect the film. They dissect it. And then yes. they say, okay, do it again. Yeah, he makes a lot of mistakes. So I saw that part. And then the Kirk Cousins come in and you're like, it's one of don't miss. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he was one of those guys where like I had a, I had a friend of mine call me one time was like, oh yeah, he a better. He's like, man, Kirk Cousins playing this week. You gonna catch? You gonna get like eighty some yards and a touchdown this week? I'm like, how do you know that? He just, like, man, Kirk don't miss. And Kirk was a guy that man, he just and like I I, I hate when I hear people talk about Kirk Cousins in a wrong way because yeah. this is a guy. They say, "Oh, he haven't won you a game. He didn't wow you as a quarterback." No, but he find the open man. A quarter. I don't want a quarterback that's gonna win me a game. No, why? He don't need to. It's I'm out there receiver, whoever else at running back and receiver. They win the game. Yeah. He just get the ball to us. Yeah. So that's what he always have done. So when I look at what Sam is doing, I compare him to those guys. Yeah. I've I've seen the same kind of jump. See. In year one, when you're doing, when you having up and down, up and down year, it's hard to overcome yeah. a lot of that turmoil. You understand? Like, RG didn't have no, the only turmoil he had was his injuries. Yeah, He was on fighting. Everything he did was, ah, we made him right. <laughs> Even though when we didn't make him right, he made us yeah, look good. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. Like, so it was hand in hand. But what what I've seen from Sam, if he mess up, he corrected, yes. that tells you that this guy's getting it. He's understanding that, okay, I got to be better. And he's watching the film to make sure he don't make that that same mistake. Right. And that's all you can ask for. Like, when you have a young guy, to me, that's three years ahead of where he should be. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Like, that's how I look at him. I'm like, this guy's at least two to three years ahead of where he should be. And it's still year one for him yeah. because this is... Only week 10, what is this week 9? He's
1: going going into week 11.
2: He's going into week 11 of his start. You see what I'm saying? Like, so he's far ahead of the curve as a young guy. And, like, you see guys pick it. All those other guys around the league that had more playing, you know, uh, opportunities than him. And it's still kind of hard for them. Yeah, they're dwindling a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then, then, um, just to
0: add, the offensive line play wasn't always – you know, what well, it is point. Right, right. See what I'm saying? Yeah, it just started getting better. And I think this is a perfect point for another left-hand-up question for both of you guys. Veevich, I'm going to start with you. This is from Stephen McDonald. Do you believe—this is tough one, Veevich—do you believe our quarterback search is over and can we concentrate on building out our roster and where would you begin at building out our roster if Sam is that guy? Well, I
1: don't think it's over. I think you're leaning towards it being over. Yeah. I think he's shown that he has the capabilities of making it be over. Yeah. But uh, I think a lot of teams keep looking for quarterbacks. Yeah. But the ultimate <laughs> thing is, if he – the thing I, – I had a conversation with our guy, Bossunate, where he was like, oh, we don't have to look anymore. I'm like, he's like, he don't have to do anything else. We got eight games left. <laughs> so I need to see him play better in his eight than he played in that nine. And then you can say yes because he's done enough to where you're already saying this could be our guy. Yeah. Okay? But what if it doesn't go that way? You can't say it's over. So right yeah. now, I would say you damn well starting to make the Seesaw lean that direction. Yeah. And but but ultimately, going forward, whether he's a guy or not, the offensive line has to be better and more consistent. Yeah. And once they're better and more consistent, that quarterback that has his level of talent yeah. can now begin to grow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not going down the runway anymore. Starting to come off the ground a little bit. <laughs> he can soar yep. if they get the best offensive line in front of him. Yeah, yep, we command his family. Keep dropping those
0: questions in. That's hashtag left hand up. That's Facebook, X, Twitter, YouTube. Make sure y'all put that left hand up hashtag so that we can answer your questions. Right. Now, let's get into this, 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 this actual matchup discussion, right? Because we're going to talk a lot about Sam Howe. However, I think we need to paint a picture of how big this game really is, right? So teams that are 5-5, five and five, so if we win, we'll be 5-5. Five and five. Teams that are 5-5 five and five start have a chance, a 30% chance to make it to the playoffs. 30% chance. Teams that are 4-6 have a 7% chance. So there's a big difference here. So we're still Has in a the whole playoff. MJ difference. That's a whole difference. Baby. That's a big difference. <laughs> Fellas, how important is a win today? It's back-to-back road games. Tan, I'm going to start you. How important is a win today for this season? I mean, it's very important. I think, but one of the things
2: you can't do is just say that if you don't get a win, it's over. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm one of those guys, I'm weak to weak. I'm a weak to weak guy. Like, until they tell me it's over, and then it's over. Right. It, every, then and it, it ain't over yet. Every time I got a chance to go out there and rewrite the narrative, that's my opportunity. Yeah. But until they say, whatever you do today is not gonna change what you look like. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. And that's when I'm like, well, <laughs> but, I don't, that, but, but that don't mean I'm not going to go out there and perform right, well. You right. see what I'm saying? So, But that, but when it comes to the team aspect and just us going forward, it, um, I want to see them be productive. Yeah. I want to see them fight. I want to see all that stuff. But I don't think if you get out of here and don't have the win, it's over. And it's tough to win here. Yeah. But for some odd reason, we find a way every time. So – you know, we got a saying that, it, that we use with me that I, don't quote me, but quote me. <laughs> don't be surprised yeah. if we come out here and shock A lot of people be like, oh, wait, we didn't see that from this team. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Because I feel like it's something about what we do against Seattle. It's just like one of those guys that like, yeah, you're not in our division, but when we match up, we find a way to get it done. Yeah. And right now we're catching them. They're a little angry. Yeah. They got embarrassed last week. And they play typically. They play better home, but I know Gino. Gino's a gunslinger. Yes. And what a gunslinger want to do is sling that thing. You uh-huh. hear me? So we can be sound the way we've been the last few weeks. We can, we can get him to go out there and try to be himself yeah. and catch him slipping. So that's why I say don't don't and quote Cole me, but Cole. quote yeah. me. <laughs> don't be surprised.
1: Ten is right though. It's like after they traded Chase and Montez. Every man to a man that I heard said, "This thing's not over." Yeah, we got what we need in this room. We can still win. And if that's your mindset, that little saying that Ron hit him with a few weeks ago—do your job. Yeah. If everybody come out and do their job, guess what they can do? They can go win. Yeah. And that's all they need to do. They have enough talent on this football team to win games. Yeah. Let's see if they have enough passion and yeah. pride. To
0: go make that talent come out 100% like you said Santana Seahawks coming off One of their worst losses Their worst loss of the season One of their yep. worst losses ever they have a Geno Smith. We talked last week about how we were relieved that Matt Jones was not a dual-threat quarterback. We finally got to see a guy that just likes to stay in the pocket. Well, Geno's not that guy. Yeah. Geno is a dual-threat quarterback. Not as mobile as he used to yeah, be, but still can but run a little hold on, bit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. See, I know Geno.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I'm a big fan of Geno. Yeah, yeah. I grew up with his mom and his dad. We went to high school together. So I, he from my neighborhood, so I know. <laughs> and I think the world of him, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I would say he's more of a pocket guy yeah. Before a runner. Before a runner, yeah. Yeah. But he will get, you know, just like any of us. He'll let he, off on you, He's going to get out there and try to do something. <laughs> but rest to show that you can keep him in the pocket because he want to sling it. Mm-hmm. When he get outside, he want to sling it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's not looking to run. And so I, I think that still kind of falls into what we want. We want out of a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And to not get as much as we want against Mac. I believe Matt was set up to say, "Let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of it. Let's get rid of it." Big pass game. So yeah. we're going to see a lot of that this week too. They're going to say, "Let's get rid of it." Matt Jones didn't get sacked a lot, so you shouldn't be able to get, you shouldn't get sacked a lot. But we also know if you play that coverage, that's going to get him to throw the ball when he shouldn't, because he sees something different. Play sticky in the outside, in the back end. Yeah. Now he might get lucky and get a couple on. But yeah, think about it. Gino coming into this game with six interceptions in the last four weeks. I believe eight turnovers total in the last six weeks you understand so a guy like that don't get me wrong that's in your head yeah like when I dropped balls and I came into a game and no matter what I did that week to correct that that was in the back of my head like Tanner don't drop one because boy I'm gonna be sitting here oh. <laughs> you understand so it's in the back of his head man and the way you can keep that back there is when he's throwing them you get your hand on them, one or two of them even if you don't catch it.
1: Then he gets a little hesitant. Yeah.
2: That, he going to yeah. be like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I'm, hey, man, look,
0: like I say, I ain't going to say it again. Finish. <laughs> and B. Mitch, how do we get Geno Smith? You already talked about it. Six interceptions in his last four games. How do we get Geno Smith to make some of those mistakes against us?
1: Pressure. I think we have two guys that we kept. We didn't trade them. And, Don, and Jonathan and also Duran. It all starts with them. Yeah. Yeah. Those two guys can get that pressure up the middle. No quarterback likes pressure in their face, yep. and they can get that. Those young guys showed a lot of promise last week yeah. coming off the edge. If you can get those guys to lead the way in the passing, the pass rush and the run stopping, then you have a chance there because when you start rushing a quarterback and make him have to make a decision quicker or hold on to the ball a little bit longer because now the pass rush comes. If the defensive backfield is playing a little tougher, he has to hold it. That's where the edge comes. So everything starts, the two up, up the middle. When they leave Ridgeway, Majors, whoever's in there, get it done up the middle, and you get a chance. And,
2: and just to add to that, you gotta think about it. The last time we faced a dismantled offensive line like this offensive line, because you gotta think, this offensive line that we're facing tomorrow has six, six different starting lineups. Yep, yep. So they just like the Giants was when we faced them. And we gave the Giants 14 points, but besides that, we was after those guys. Yeah. So I'm hoping to see the same kind of output from my D-line. Even though we don't have Chase in my test, we can still get that same kind of output because their worst is in the interior. Their interior, like all their offensive linemen has a PFF grade under 50. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. is bad. You <laughs> yeah. understand? So if we humming like we humming like we should be, and those guys on the inside now have the guys on the outside that say, hey, look here, set me up. I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna, and you know, you know, a guy like Payne, he's one of those freak, freakish kind of athletes. Yeah. He can do what he wanna do when he wanna do it. I wanna see that pressure tomorrow from our inside interior guys because that's what you want. You wanna push force Gino to say, I'ma either throw it now or get outside. And now when you have guys like two Hill or what they call them, James hyphen. You know what I'm saying? Those guys (laughs) are gonna make the plays because it's coming to them. And those guys play sound football. They are gonna play
0: within the confinement of the defense and they are gonna be ready with the opportunity to shine. And Tandy, you said something that I just love, man. You talked about your mentality after a bad game, after drops, right? And I think somebody like me, the fans that are listening, right, we didn't play the game, right? We no. didn't line up there. So we don't really understand what that mentality is like. You said you know Gino personally. You know he's coming off of some rough games. He's going to sling what it. What do you expect his mentality to be when he comes and sees us tomorrow? He's going to
2: sling it. He's going to look at us like I got yeah. – he's going to look at what he saw because we put it on tape. We went out there as a defense and put it on film that we can be – because you got to understand something. The receivers they have. I'm scared of those guys. You got Matt Calf, Lockett, yeah. then a little, little young cat, uh, what is his name, JSN. Yeah. They that can game be, is a little weird. be <laughs> a little weird. They can, <laughs> can be baby Eagles yeah. wide receiver core. Yeah. You understand? So as confident as Geno going to be, he's going to be like, okay, this is my time to get right. Yeah. And that's why I say as a defensive backfield, we have to say to ourselves, like, this is, this is when we need to be our stickiest. This is when I wanna see our guys be aggressive. Like, if you're gonna sit up there and press, put your hands on them. You know what I mean? Like, one of the things that I hate when I'm watching football, and this is nothing, because I understand that everybody have an assignment. You have an agenda. Yeah. You're gonna do what the defense allows you to do. But I'm gonna tell you something. As a receiver, it wasn't one time that I lined up that a, the opposing team didn't press me and wanna put their hands on me. Cause they know free access, yeah, With in me, trouble. Your, your defensive back is in trouble. Yeah, and if you're not chicken? if you're not doubling me, <laughs> yeah. boy, look here. His mama <laughs> going to feel bad for him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, no, I'm being real. Yeah, so, yeah. when I watch this game and I don't see our defensive backs doing it a lot, and it's like I say, I'm not saying that they should because whatever they're getting, getting told to do, they have to do. Yeah. But if I'm confident, when I see a guy like Fuller, Fuller goes out there, he say, look, Fuller play the game like a – a smooth. Yeah. They so smart and educated in what they got. Yeah. Smooth, will tell you. Look, man, I ain't. I ain't trying to get beat. So I'm gonna put my hands on this guy now right. to slow him down to get that that quarterback off him. That's what you need to do. You have to understand. Don't get caught up into the guy you're playing. Understand the scheme. Yeah. Understand that if I put hands on this guy when I'm in press, it's gonna slow him down from getting mm-hmm. to his route, yeah. and that quarterback doesn't have time. With the pass rush that exactly. we're bringing, you understand? Yep, so yep. we have that. We have to take full advantage of it. So that's why I wanna see a little more because I feel like the receiver core they have, with the guy they have at quarterback, they can have a day on us if we go out there slipping. And mm-hmm. I don't wanna see us slipping. I'll like give that.
1: you a prime example. Last week, we got to the stadium early. We were watching Kansas yep. City against Miami. Tyreek Hill has been cooking people. Yep. That cornerback, yep. with Tyreek Hill, there you go. every play, he jumped in his chest. Jumped in his chest. And people go, "What if he go past him?" He had somebody over the top. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he jumped in his chest, Tyreek had to take that on. Thousand one, thousand two. Yep.
2: Gotta get rid of the you ball. Can't wait for time you one. No gotta ball. get rid of the ball. throw
1: it else. And I think that's the ultimate thing right there, where when we are pressing, press, press. i see seen time on. we press and we open up. Open the gate. Run. Yeah. Yeah. You let you let Metcalf unlock and run free. Yeah. Or the I- I- whatever the
0: name is, the, the little kid.
1: Yeah, JSN. <laughs> they all have enough speed yes. to where you will not catch up. Right, yeah.
0: And I want to talk more about these receivers, Um. but before that,
1: we're at Marvel 21.
0: We're hearing the vibes, Commanders family everywhere, and you guys are leaving your questions. So I have another question for you guys, another left up question. So okay, Beamish, I'm going to start with you, all right? Who were your toughest opponents in Seattle when you played? That's a
1: great question. Oh man. Yeah, that's a great question right there. I had to get that in there. Toughest opponents in Seattle. I have to go all the way back. There was a linebacker. Oh, man. I can't even think of his last name right now. He's from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Went to Southern University. But that dude, <laughs> he was a problem. <laughs> Covering, rushing the pass rusher, all of that. Chris Warren, looking at him on the sideline while our while defense on the field. I'm like, what the hell? Chris Warren was yeah, a, he Warren was a was dog, moment, man. So, yeah. so the ultimate thing is like, I forgot my man's name. Oh, Lord, I hate this. I can't. <laughs> it's okay. So he ain't gonna take the personal. He was in the same home. church that Monica went to. Oh man, but he was he was a problem, and I think that's like, it was always somebody out there that that when you got here, you knew you had to be concerned about. Yeah. And I remember all week that dude. They kept saying, make sure Ruf, Rufus Porter. Think Rufus Porter was his name. Mm. They're like, you better make sure you have somebody on him. Hey, he played a little special team, but a lot of defense. Mm. It was a damn problem, yeah. i telling
0: you. I love seeing you guys light up when y'all talk about old opponents,
1: because it's like you're back there right now.
0: Tanner, <laughs> me and you done had some conversations yeah. about Seattle. You got to see them, but they was a legion of boom. You got to line up with Richard Sherman, man. Talk about who your toughest opponent was when you played Seattle. Legion of boom,
2: you spoke about them. I mean, them as a core, yeah. them as a unit. Yeah. But it's crazy because I remember playing them here, 2011, um, my first game back off of a hand, um, I broke my hand and I I spent four weeks out. And when I tell you, I came back, my hand, I couldn't even catch. (laughs) The ball used to hit my hand, I swear, I couldn't even do this, like I couldn't even grip. But I wanted to be out there. So every now and then I was gonna catch one. But, like, I didn't have the same kind of strength that I had before Mm -hmm. because it just was impossible to get that on them four weeks of being in a cast and then you come out of there, now I'm back to doing what I was doing. You had to to spend some time in rehabilitating that to get it back to normal. But my first game back was here. Man, Cam Chancellor hit me so hard. The only time I've ever been hit that hard in my career and they call it the scorpion or something. I saw it on a TV show. where they, <laughs> When you get hit and your feet touch the ground before you, you get hit, you went backwards, but your feet touch before your head. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Look here. <laughs> Cam Chancellor hit me, and, and I got off the ground. He was talking, and I'm like, I heard a beep. <laughs> and, you know, the guy and me, like, do it again. And he talking smack. I'm talking smack back. And I swear I played the rest of the game with a beep. And it's, it's not I'm not happy to say this but you know at the times when we starting to find out about concussions like maybe I had that I didn't know but the player in me knowing that I just got back we out here Richard Sherman was in my ear talking I think I got into a little scuffle with him
1: I remember that yeah. I was out there trying to just
2: man I'm, I'm just trying to win man I don't, I don't care right now yeah. like Brian been out here for four weeks so I'm trying to fight for my team Whatever I was at that moment, I wasn't him, but I was trying to go out there and be him. And I took it. And it was crazy because coming back, we was going to see them again the next year in 2012 in the playoffs. And the first thing they spoke about, Richard Sherman was like, oh, yeah, Tanner was was talking at the mound. We're going to smack him around. And the media came to me instantly, like, "Hey, how do you feel about what they said?" I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm mean, held it now, brother. Cause you we look, move the hand cause, back. Cause look, one of the, one of the things about that, you, you moving silence, baby. I ain't got to say nothing. Damn. And if you want, and, and I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna speed this up and let, and let you understand what 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 picture I'm trying to paint here. The reason why I ain't say nothing, one, that just ain't me. I don't get into the media and talk, hoop and holler. But two, my old being the OG guy like Trent told me, hey, boy, don't say nothing, don't do nothing. I got you. And if y'all remember that 2012 game, we lost to them in the playoffs. But I had one of my better games against them, but I'm back. My hand's back. I was, I was having me a knife. Uh, and after the game, Trent had to go ask Sherman what he was feeling. And so I'm, like, laughing to myself because, no, don't get me wrong. I know the question was, you know who was my no, toughest opponent, this. This is the best but it thing all ever. adds up until what went, what transpired from yeah, that first I time I faced story. them <laughs> to the second time I faced them, and and it was crazy because PL was getting at there with Bronner, and I'm sitting out there, guys waiting for me to respond. I'm quiet the whole night because I'm like I'm eating. They throwing <laughs> me passes. I'm like yeah. I'm good. In 2011, I damn near could catch a ball, but right now I'm on one. And at the end of the game, we lost. I'm by my I'm in a tunnel going to the locker room, and then everybody running there like, man, Trent, the smack buddy for you. And I looked at Trent like, come on, man. He had to do that, but Trent like, nah, he ain't going to talk to my OG like that. So I'm like, now they know. You know what I'm saying? I remember that. But to answer your question, man, those guys, Legion of Boom, like, I tell guys to this day, Richard Sherman, a lot of people don't want to give Richard Sherman his respect. Yeah. Mainly because he talks so much crap. Man, get a man's credit. He was pretty good. Bronham was pretty decent for the time he was there. Chancellor was a, a beast and yeah. Earl Thomas. Earl, yeah. Earl, 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 Earl did. Earl was the glue. Earl ran that thing like a quarterback. And he ran a, he was like Ed Reed for them. He, he, he had those guys set up into the, in the right spot. And he played some of his best football. So those guys was so
0: dominant around that time. I didn't want to see him. You know? Yeah. Real talk. Those oh, some dominant secondaries, man. You were going up against. You know what, fellas? I had like a whole rundown plan, a whole show plan, but I feel like I'm really just enjoying hearing from our fans, <laughs> hearing from you guys. So yeah. I got another left hand up question. Y'all going cool yes, down? I'm ready. All right, so this one, now y'all talk about all these teams that y'all play, right? This is not the same Seattle team, right? We're no. not seeing Richard Sherman tomorrow. We're not seeing Earl Thomas tomorrow. Yeah. However, we are seeing that 12th man. So this is a question from Tim Stein. Do you think the 12th man plays a part in tomorrow's game, D-Mitch, B- I'm gonna start with you.
1: It plays a part if you start the game off slow mm. and you let them get into a rhythm. Yeah. If you start the game off fast, you don't allow them to get into a the rhythm, they're as quiet as Church Mouse too. Yeah. They've been they they have set records being the loudest stadium out there. They've also been very quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that happens when another team rolls in and does everything they're supposed to do. Mm. And don't allow you with the big plays. You know, you have some big plays. Yeah. You don't have the turnovers. Tanner always say, no turnover, win the turnover battle. We win a turnover battle, they don't have enough to cheer about. Yeah. That's the whole thing. We have to stop them from cheering. Yeah. And talk about that 12 man, Tanner. Yeah, You've been there. No, the
2: 12 man is one of those things that you have to be aware of them. Like, I hated this week. I hated going into Seattle because, you know, that's the week that you're going to hear the loud noise throughout practice all day because they're trying to, I guess you could say, um, Imitate what we're going to hear. You know what I mean? Like, we playing music. you like, why are we playing this? we playing crowd noise because these, it's loud, bro. Yeah. Like, you got to have your hand signals down. You got to have your silent count ready. You got to have, the communication is going to be so key on both sides, offensively and defensively. And the greatest feeling I got playing here is when you hear that 12-man get up and then you make that play on third down. And it's silent. And it's like, hmm. I mean, it's, it's like literally you can like, hm. Like, they were like, it was like, it was like on like simultaneously when you catch that ball. I remember making a play on third and something. And and as soon as I reached over the first down, it was quiet. And I'm like, yeah, we got him. We playing mind game. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, they so, kind like of like
1: Spike Lee. Yeah, They talk trash when they he got stuff going on. They when They get so, no, their ass bust and <laughs> shut <Yeah>. up. <laughs> they play a major part. So you can't allow
2: them to. That, that's one of the reasons why I say some of the keys to us offensively is to stay ahead of the change, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Get positive down or have positive, positive yardage every down. If, if you're getting those one or two, if, you, if you're falling forward every down, you give yourself the chance be being third and short, third and third and manageable. Yeah. You, understand? Yeah, you, you don't want to see yourself in third and long. You don't want to see them getting sacks, doing things of that nature because now that's when the 12-man going to really be Rocking and if you see anything up at the line of scrimmage, it's hard as a quarterback to say Do this do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. you to you might be able to point out the protection But it's hard to tell your guys be ready for this or to change into a play So I I just feel like it's vital for us. uh it's very pivotal for us to have our stuff together and Come out of the huddle knowing that and one of the things that we did was rush to the line of scrimmage hike the ball now like don't even allow that to you know, play yeah, a major yeah, part, yeah. you know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to see what's going to happen. I don't want to hear a lot of the 12 men, but one of the reasons I think that we can overcome them is by doing some of the things we've done in the last two
0: weeks, yeah, yeah. just managing the game offensively, the proper manner. you know, moving yeah, the yeah. ball up and down the field. Yeah, and B mitch Tanner talks about those plays that just silence the road crowd. We're on back-to-back road games, right? What player, in your mind, do you think is going to have those plays tomorrow that
1: silences that 12th man? Well, offensive players, I'll go with Sam, Terry, Jahan, uh, Crowder, special team there because mm. Crowder has been playing a lot now since Curtis has been having his injury. Yeah. But yeah. well, if you flip it over defensively, I think Ken is like you mentioned him earlier, mm-hmm. a smart enough guy to know how to play. Ah, snap that ball down. Yeah. You know, we, we need somebody on defense. The moment don't get too when big. When they fun. look like yeah. something about to go. Cause Kendall been in the big game, yeah. won the Super Bowl. You know, we need some. We need guys like I. I, I mentioned John and Duran earlier. Those two guys right there. That played the guy had the sixty-seven yard touchdown last mm-hmm. week when we played against uh, yeah. New England. They, I don't know. I've seen this happen multiple times. Yeah. They play on the on the shoulder and they go out. Yeah. And the linebacker handle the middle. Mm-hmm. Run that same thing this week, but let the let the tackles. Cross. Yeah. Let the linebacker handle outside. Yeah. Let's see if it happens. Yeah. Because I believe we need to be able to show them, ah, bam, and slam the door shut. Mm-hmm. Because they, those two guys are the ones that need to be leading the way, as I said earlier, playing more dominant than they've done in some games I've seen earlier. And, and Tanner,
0: he gave you some good guys. Yeah. Who do you think is going to silence that 12th man tomorrow?
2: I mean, it's, you know, if you had to ask me offensively, it's a lot of guys that I can just name. He named a couple of those guys, but I think, too, when I'm watching the film and just seeing some of the things that I saw uh, transpire on film, you know, like, Logan Thomas might play a value role for us. Mainly because I say this because y'all yeah, listening to her telling us about the bar closing. Last, last call for y'all, too, Miss Lane, y'all know. Drink um, Please do. Uh, Logan Thomas stands out to me just watching some of the things I saw on film. Right. See, Pete Carroll's going to bring those guys. you know, And it's crazy because the defensive coordinator, um, uh, what his name is, uh, Clinton Hurt, yeah. and the D-line coach, uh, Damian Lewis, yeah. those are my teammates in college. That's so crazy, player, man. We came, Both of those guys graduated with me at the University of Miami. So I already know their mentality. <laughs> but also with Pete Carroll, he's bringing it. He's gonna bring those guys from every level. We got a, they got a great edge, uh, rusher in Maffey, Adams from the safety position, Witherspoon. Like all these guys have chances, have roles that they play in this defense where he's gonna bring a blitz. Yeah. And one of the things that we've been doing better with is picking up the blitz. So, with that being said, when they're coming, I watched the last week game, and I, you know, I'm not trying to say we the Ravens, but. They left Mark Andrews open. The first half of that game, Mark Andrews had to have, and I don't know, I might not be right, at least six catches going into halftime. (laughs) I promise you. And he's on my fantasy, so that's how I kind of (laughs) know. Yeah, you wonder why. How do you know about Mark Andrews? Yeah, I'm, I'm watching fantasy. I swear, I'm like, we play these guys next week, and if you do this to us, Logan Thomas, and guess who? I got Logan as a backup. So this week,
0: I got I'm starting
2: Logan Thomas. This let you know should be <laughs> cooking, baby, because of what I saw last week. You know that's how you had to play the game. But that's who I think that's gonna have a major role in being able to uh, affect them what they affect what they're doing to us. And you know I don't have to say this guy's name. He said it, Terry. I think this Terry's one of those guys, man. Like a guy asked me over there, he said Tanner. If you had to think long term as a receiver position, who is the guy you're gonna pick? Terry or Jahan? Two guys I love. And I say, I'm gonna tell you like this. Coming coming into this season, I would have said Jahan. Because as a receiver, he has all what you need in his toolbox. He can get off the press, he can run routes, he can catch the ball, he can finish. He has it all. And I say, but I knew Terry is a guy that he's just gonna dominate. No matter who you put in front of him, he go. just finds a way to do it. Yeah. I said, but since you asked me that question tonight, I'm gonna say Terry yeah. because what he has displayed, I've never seen it done. I've never, and and I feel like I was one of the guys that playing yeah, the kind of way he plays. That's
0: big praise. That's big praise.
2: He's to me outdone the things that I done with little that he's given yeah. has been given. So all of the quarterbacks, yeah, yeah. so many. <laughs> and his came and his mine came early too, but man like he's done it and do not it ain't gotta be pretty with him he's yeah. gonna get the job done so when he asked me that question I laugh I say well you asked me at the right time I'm gonna say Terry but if you had to ask me earlier I would have said Jahan and I said don't get me wrong this is no indictment to Jahan cause I love them both yeah and I just feel like Jahan talent is one of those talents that another team might say I want to take him off of you yeah for real. I'm gonna pay I'm gonna give you something big because I can use him more over here for real because mm-hmm. the guy you got he just gets the job done. You can put anybody second or third next to him. Mm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, know, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, Jahan, it's always oh, going to be lethal, but Terry and Logan tomorrow might be those guys that we lean on when it comes time, when due time, when they bring something to us. And man,
0: Sam has so many weapons, to your point, right? Yeah. So many different guys you can go to. Nine different receivers he connected with last game. Now, fellas, they said it. It's last call. So we almost done. We're going to get up out of here. We're going to get one more left-hand up question from the fans. We uh, appreciate y'all so much for watching on Facebook, on X, on YouTube. We thank y'all so much. Y'all have had some great questions. So one last one for y'all fellas. And it's Kind of a tough one, yep. but listen, y'all don't got to do scores. They want to know what are your predictions for tomorrow. Beamish, I'm gonna start with you.
1: Don't necessarily got to be a score, but just something you predict that's gonna happen in tomorrow's game. Well, I was asked that question earlier, and I told people I don't give, I don't normally give predictions. But the ultimate thing for me is I, I know, based off of what I've seen from both teams, what needs to happen. Yeah. We have to win on first and second down. Yeah. If we start this game winning on first and second down as we did against the Eagles, we win going away. Offensively, I say that. Flip it over defensively. We have to make sure pressure is coming up the middle. We do that against Geno Smith, we make him throw balls when he don't want to throw them, or hold on to it when he needs to let it go. We win the game going away. And we cannot allow any big play special teams. So if those things are taken care of, and I say if, because people like to say, well you said we were gonna win well i'll tell you what needs to happen yeah if we get those jobs done and i'm sure ron eric jack has told him the same things they win the game yeah because i really believe ultimately the commanders has more talent that the, the commanders have two people on the injury list yeah. seattle has 16. Now I don't know if Pete trying to pull a or Yeah, he's he pulling
2: banana in they the tailpipe. <laughs> but they've, had,
1: they've missed people the last few weeks. So when you go on the field with less talent, you're supposed to lose. So if Washington has better talent. Make sure you do the things that your coach taught you. You win the game. Tanner, get that prediction. Yeah, you know I don't. You know,
2: look, I've been on the road. I'm, I, I'm, you've been on,
0: you've been and, on the road, and, <laughs> and I'm
2: not giving you no score because I don't have one for you. I don't, I'm not, what's he call it, Nostradamus, what his name is? <laughs> I am not him. Tanner <laughs> I don't have the answer. But I will say this. What I've been seeing and what I've been wanting to see for the last few weeks is competitive football. If we can go out there and play competitively throughout the entire 60 minutes of the game, I care less who go home with the bidder because you gave me the show right. and you showed me at the end you didn't have it or you had it to take it home. And to add to what B-Mitt said, one of the things that stands out to me when you're watching this team that we're facing in the Seattle Seahawks, one of the things I harp on is minimize the turnovers. So that's like minimizing the mistakes, the penalties, the turnovers, all that offensive. If we can do that, got a chance. Yeah. Defensively, get off the field on third down. This team was 1-for-12 on third down last week against the Ravens. And I said this before earlier this week. Yeah, we're not the Ravens. But before the Ravens game, they came in 30th in the league on third down. So that tells you a yeah, lot. They're not that good. Exactly. If we can do that and handle them regardless of what they're doing on third down and get out the field, you give us a chance offensively to go out there and be productive. With all that being said, you got
0: the answer. <laughs> y'all got the answer. You know what, man? I appreciate y'all, because the fans ran the show for me. I ain't had to do much. I was just able to read some questions. So I'm going to give y'all a prediction. I'm going to say 21 to 7. Commanders is winning, because everything they said is going to happen, because they're the geniuses he here. He said it. I'm just listening. I said it. B.C. said it. 21 to 7. And this was Command Center Saturday Night Special, brought to you by Northwest Federal Credit Union, the official credit union of the Washington Commanders. Northwest is celebrating game day and thanking Commanders fans with a $400 bonus. That $400 oh. when you open your first ever checking account. Offer ends November 30th, so do not wait. Visit northwestnwfcu.org Washington to find out how you can score that $400 bonus with your new checking account style searching and go Northwest. Fellas, like they said, this last call. We about to get out of here. We got to get up super early. We are going to be behind enemy lines. That is right. Command Center game day live. will be behind enemy lines at Seattle. We are here. The Commanders fans is here. They cheering. They feeling yeah, they good. Will. They loud in here. That's why I'm screaming to get at the the so They to get that last call. They try to get that last yeah. call. We go hit that last call. I too. gotta get me a we last are call. out, command center. Thank you so much, commander <laughs> family, for being here. Thank y'all for y'all questions. Until tomorrow, we will see y'all, at command center. Game yeah. Layla, We out.